Okay. Hi, everybody, and hi, everyone. Welcome to our episode on Mars and Venus in the dating zone. And I'm so excited because today I have men on the panel. Yay! <laughs> so before we begin, I just want to say a couple words. First of all, I want to thank everybody who's been giving us feedback, who's been liking our videos, who's sent us you know, comments, like it's wonderful. And I wanna thank you, especially for just the support we've gotten so far. We've gotten a few questions. People have been asking about this and I wanna be very clear about something before we begin. I want you to know, yes, we are a singles ministry, but what does that mean exactly? Well, it means that, hey, if you're filing taxes and you're not filing them as married filing jointly or married filing separately, you're single. And we just wanna support you on that journey. You can be in a relationship, you could be dating, you may not ever want to get married, and that is perfectly fine. We're not all about dating here. Um, we actually want to talk about other topics that are relevant for singles. We just want to support you as a single person, and that's what our ministry is, support you on your faith journey as a single person in the Adventist church. So that's our ministry, um, but today we are talking about dating again, and uh, you know, and I just want to preface one more thing is, we're not a dating agency either. I know some people have sent me messages on the, on the, on the, really, they'd be like, thanks Supriya, but I think I'm gonna pass on joining. Guys, we're not a dating agency. If we were, I'd be making money and that would be great, but no. Uh, I have never figured out how to monetize the podcast, but that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> but no, we really just wanna support you and, um, and just open up the conversation and dialogue of what it means to be a single person in the Adventist church. So back to this episode, I'm excited because today we are going to talk about dating again. We have a great panel of my friends. Um, some, of, some people on this panel are in relationships, some are dating, and some aren't dating at all. And that's perfectly fine because that's part of our journey as a single person, right? And uh, some have also asked us, well, why are you talking about dating? Don't we all know how to date? Come on, we're like all over age 35 or whatever. But uh, apparently it is, a, it is an issue. And on top of that, I just want to say, Satan has really attacked our church in the area of dating and relationships. We have many people who have been uh, brokenhearted. Many people have been hurt. There's been a lot of miscommunication. So many things that Satan has done to distract and to hurt um, single people in this church. And because of that, we have many single people that don't want to do anything anymore um, or not open to where God is leading them. So it is an important topic. And uh, you know, we want to bring it up and, and talk about it in a candid and open way. So with that, let's get started on this first uh, first couple of questions I'm going to ask. So, so guys, we already did an episode on dating. I think you guys watched it. I want to know what you feel about this. I want to know, we actually want to know, we'll just start there. We tried our best to define it in the last episode where we talked about dating. But some questions came up after that. Well, well, what are the stages and what exactly is dating and is talking, where does talking fit in? Which, you know, so I'd like someone to go first, uh, maybe, maybe Reed, you could go first and just tell us, what do you think? D did you agree with what we said? Do you have anything to add to what we said? What's, what, what do you think is the right view of, of dating? Well, I didn't know, I didn't know the, most of the panelists that you had. I think it was Mary that I think brought up the a line of thinking that I most agree with, which is, is there's, there's a difference between dating and going on dates and then even just talking in general. And the statement was made that this is an issue in our church. And I think it's true, but it's not because it's our church. It's an issue in the world. It's an issue with any span of relationship you're talking about is defining terms. Mm -hmm. and no one defines them the same. And so if you're going on a date, does that mean you're dating? No, it just means you're on a date. It's, it's really, I'm interested in, in finding out if I'm interested. I'm mm -hmm. not sure yet. And so this is a level of interest that you're taking it to a, a step further. And so uh, I think being exclusive, we all can agree on that one, but every stage before that, it's undefined. And that's kind of open to each individual to define for themselves. Okay, yeah. Anybody, Tom, what do you think? Yeah, I would agree with that in a sense. Um, I don't, I think one of the problems is like, we're looking for just like a hyper-defined structure to know that we've done it the right way. But I mean, like there's, there's hundreds of ways that people meet and, and get to know each other and whatever. 
and things can be really overthought. But I do want to sort of focus on the um, just the there needs there needs to be a space for people to get to know each other in like a low risk yeah. type of a way, like just an avenue version of a coffee date or whatever. <laughs> just like just getting to know someone. I, there was one time where I, I asked a girl out. And my words were something like, "Like I'd like to get to know you more." And for her, it was like this big crisis. And she prayed about it for like almost a week. And then she came back with this long explanation. And it's like, I really don't understand. And then it's like, you know, God is leading me. And it's like, yeah. so God's like turning you, me down, not you. Yeah. Be direct. Just tell me, what like, it just, just say yes or no. It doesn't need to be such a huge deal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, you know, like when you get, when you get to be like a committed level, I think that's, that's pretty clear. But before that, it's like just getting to know the person and just gather, gather your information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with Tom. The problem is that that dating is such a loaded word, right? And especially in English, you know, it has one word, but like many different uh, meanings, interpretations. There's there's a date, you know, you're going out just to talk and then there's dating, you know. And then I think the problem comes in when we start projecting uh, principles and valuables from one of those interpretations onto another. You know, like, for example, Tom's example uh, where he just asked someone to, to talk. You just you have a phone conversation. You go out to a coffee coffee or, or tea with someone, and the next week you talk with someone else. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you, you are, you're getting to know people. You're not committed to anyone, but we start projecting the values from a committed dating relationship onto just a date, you know? And I think that's where the issue comes in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think dating- church. Yeah, go ahead, Dan. go ahead. Dan. I think dating should be fun. You know, as much as it is discovering about the other person, it's also discovering things about yourself. You know, I like this kind of person, or I don't like that person, or maybe she brought up things that, you know, weren't great, or maybe mm -hmm. it's different music preferences. So I think, you know, as much as we like to think that dating is gonna to lead to marriage, sometimes dating should just be about discovering what it is that you like and you don't like, and that's okay too. As long as you're not, you know, exclusively dating someone, uh, have fun and go with it. Just real quick before we get to the ladies, I, I just want to say that yeah. sometimes I've heard it often in the church, like, you know, just dating for fun is just wrong. It's like immoral or whatever. But there really has to be a way, just like a low risk, where if you, after like a date or two, you're like, eh, I don't know. Like, it's okay. You know, nobody's really hurt. And, um, you know, and sort of this, we need to de-escalate, I think. Yeah. yeah, totally. Can I just add one thing in that? I think it's it's difficult when you've got a church group that's close and you're not as large as Loma Linda and there's maybe only 10 girls in the group or whatever. If a guy asks one of them out, everybody else becomes his second choice. Mm -hmm. And so that makes it very difficult to get to know one. And so it makes the guys very super cautious because they know they've got one shot at this. If they choose the wrong one and she turns out that she's actually been hiding something and she's not at all uh, what he's expecting, he's just written off everybody else that actually might have been better that he hasn't known yet. And so we've got a whole bunch of people that are too afraid to ask somebody out because that person might be a fake and they've written off their chance with everybody else. Yeah. And Van, just, I don't want to call you out on this, but the fact that, you know, you're a pastor too, so it makes it even more difficult, right? Uh -huh. And and we can talk more about that later too, but I just, or in another episode, but... <laughs> I have one more thought, if I could add mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Sorry, I know we're doing round robin no, thing. No, no, go ahead. Um, another issue that I hear quite a bit from, mainly from the women's side is, if a guy's interested in more than one girl, because he's interested in getting to know more than one girl, He's walking this line where he's trifling with hearts. And I think just showing interest in someone, there isn't a lot of affection that's been exchanged, but because he's shown interest, somehow he's invested a lot of himself supposedly in that person. And I think that just that thought process, thinking that way really damages the opportunity to get to know anyone if you're so committed so quickly in that person's mind. Amen. Can, can I say one thing? I'm so sorry, but to yeah, jump no, off no, of what, the whole guys just chime in. It's this uh, is good. This is good. I yeah. cannot agree with Reed more, more, more so. 100 percent on 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 the money, um, and that's why I think sometimes it's some it's easier for guys sometimes to just talk to people outside the church because mm -hmm. I think this is more so issue in the church. You know, it, it's like um, 
it's Ben who said like you talk to one person and they 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 they, they turn you down, you, you mess your chances up, or you, or people think you're with the one person you just had a conversation with, and it becomes easier just talk to someone outside, you know. And I think that's one reason why people do that, and we gotta just destigmatize just talking or just you just ask someone out, you just a phone call, you know. So. Well, yeah. I can bring up a perfect example because Fabian and I talked about this already, but Fabian and I actually went on a date like years ago and we had a blast. It was so much fun, but mm-hmm. we ended up, you know, friend zoning each other and it's okay. We can still be friends. We can still talk about things. Mm-hmm. You know, she's introduced me to some friends. I have no problems introducing friends. Like it's all good. It's not a big deal. Great example. I love it. I love it. This is all that I agree with this hundred percent. How about anyone else? How about Esther? Any of the ladies you want to comment on this? What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think, I think dating, uh, there's so many people that put pressure on the, on the word dating that it really, um, ruins the whole process. And, you know, I just want to encourage if, if people are like freaked out about going on a date, how about just hanging out with a group of people? You know, and I know that's difficult when you're 35 and older, because, you know, we all have different schedules, we have work, you know, and it's hard to get to get a group of people together. Mm-hmm. But sometimes maybe, you know, just going out as a group to go hiking or something, or, you know, something that's, um, you know, doesn't put a lot of pressure on people, and you can still get to know them, you can still observe them. Um, and, you know, do it that way. Yeah. Right. I was just going to add very quickly um, that I have a really, really good friend who met her husband because another one of her friends went on a couple dates with the guy and she was mm-hmm. like, I'm not feeling him, but he might be good for so-and-so. <laughs> and they ended up getting married. Like, so to me, whenever I go out and ev- whenever I go on a date, it's always y'all 99% of the people that you date, you're not going to marry. So they're going to either be your friend or somebody you never speak to again. Um, so I always go in with the idea that let's just have a good time. You know, all that, the worst that could happen is that you could be hilarious. And I had a good laugh, like outside of that, like what, what's the big deal? But I, I do, I do love how you guys, all of you guys seem to have brought up this idea that you don't, you don't want to be shackled to, to the idea of being with one person just cause you wanted to get to know them. Um, I wish we could break out of that um, and be more comfortable in our own skin as women. So that if, um, I don't know, somebody goes out with Tom and then Tom goes out with the other person, it's not that big a deal. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. You know, what Ben is talking about, actually it happens in the world. I mean, um, way back in the day when I used to go clubbing, right? I would go with six of my girlfriends and then we'd, we'd be at the bar. We'd be like, why isn't anyone talking to us? And then our guy friends would say, do you know how hard it is to go up to six women? And if you go to one person and she says no, then the rest of you guys will be like, oh, no, he went to her first. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's true. You know, so obviously that mentality hasn't changed yeah. and it's in the church. But the difference is, I think, OK, like the talking phase, let, let's be rudimentary, right? Elementary. So when I was getting to know Doug, we were talking. So when we were chit-chatting, what are you doing on Tuesday? You know, who are, that's our talking phase. When we went on one date, that was our date. And then we decided, hey, there was no chemistry. That's it. There was no physical stuff that went on. So, you know, I wasn't shady to him. He wasn't shady to me. So that when a friend of mine was interested in Doug, I was like, sure, you want me to hook that up for you? You know, like there's... The problem with the church is what, honestly, what Drew is saying, people project their feelings just because a guy to come to coffee. It's like, oh my goodness, we're going to get married. Our third kid is going to be named Bob, you know? And so then when he doesn't like her, you know, it's like, oh my goodness, I'm so ashamed. And it's like, dude, homeboy just asked you out for coffee. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I, and I love you. I want to go into this a little more because I think you brought up a good point, uh, Fabi, that there's a difference between just getting to know somebody. And Esther mentioned this in the last episode where you're just curious. I just want to know you a little bit more. But it's hard to know somebody on a group date or on a hike. You might want to just be with them in person and have a chat. Just because I asked you on a date doesn't mean that I like you. Okay? You got to prove that. I mean, that, that's like way down the road, right? Way down the road. Yet we put so much pressure on that initial interaction that we think that's where it's all. But you know what? You know nothing about a person yet. Absolutely nothing. And... I thought about this 
And what is the reason? Is it because people in our church are just, because of some of the things you guys brought up and the stigma, are we just, are we just scared to try or something? Or because it's such a small SDA world and because of the way we, we think about this topic, we're scared, right? Because we're scared we're going to get labeled as someone who, I don't know, is a player or somebody who dates around or, which is so funny because all it is is just, you know, like I said, having dinner with somebody. But I was thinking about what, why do you think this is? Is that the root cause? We're just, are we just like scared or is it because we're, it's just too small of an SDA world and our preconceived notions are just, that's how our culture's been. And so we don't know how to get out of that. What do you guys think? Well, yeah, I, I would say that one of the issues, you know, I'm, I'm a convert to Adventism, so I don't have like a lot of previous history going through academy, going through like undergrad and, and all these ideas of what's been taught throughout academia. Um, I kind of learned through, well, I learned in the world and then I learned through basic observation and what I'm told about how it works in the church. And I just kind of meshed them together because I already had my own idea about how things should be. And one of the things I realized is that for you to show interest in someone is a big deal. And then secondly, if other people realize you're interested in someone, then that's a big deal too. And so you might have an interest in someone in the church. And if you make, you go out of your way to go talk to that person, others that might be interested who care about you as a friend might be like, Oh, well, X, Y, Z, you know, Johnny over there is interested in Jenny. So I'm going to back away. And now, because I don't want to hurt his feelings and I don't want to ruin what they have. And then, and then you don't even know what's going on. Maybe she's not interested and you don't do anything about it because you don't want to hurt your wow. friend. And so these are complications. And so a personal experience that I can share is I was talking to a girl and, you know, I just realized you know, I'm just not really interested, but I didn't say anything because I didn't feel the need to. And then my friend comes up to me and says, hey, so are you are you talking with her? Are you interested? And I'm like, oh, no. He's like, oh, OK, because I wanted to talk to her. I want to see if it was OK with you. I thought that was very admirable that he asked, but if he hadn't have asked, I wouldn't have been hurt. I'd been like, if she likes you more than me, cool. Like that's, that obviously is meant to be, but I wouldn't have felt hurt. And some people are. Which 100%. goes back to this. Yeah. Go ahead, Ben. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say hundred percent, right? I, I agree with you. It's, it, it's very difficult because we have a whole lot of different personalities and different expectations and not everybody is, cool like that um I'd, I'd have the same attitude as as you but i know people who would not i know people who would follow the sister code and mm -hmm. that's that's a worldly thing that's not just a church thing you know it's it, it's that's real mm -hmm. well yeah. i think also because our community is so small if you're interested in someone especially when you get to our age one of your friends probably was interested in that person at some time in the in the past so you know again it's not a sister code there's also a violation of the bro code too right <laughs> yeah uh, no, I, I hear you. I mean, uh, th this is interesting because I, I want to ask you the question next about, about how do you show interest in somebody? But when we're talking about interest here, this is the problem, right? We have this fine line, as you guys have mentioned, we have an issue in our church, right? Because this idea of just simply hanging out with somebody and trying to get to know them better is so much more. It's so loaded, unfortunately, and it shouldn't be, right? And then there's this idea of just, well, what if I'm just curious about, you know, I just want to go on a regular date, or meaning I'm just curious. I don't even, I may think you're crazy after that first date, right? But I just want to go on one date to get to know you. And um, I think that's another problem is, is when it comes time to actually try to get to know someone better. Let's say you're at church with somebody or at a conference or whatever. You want to actually show interest. And what I mean by interest is you're just curious, right? Or you want to try to let go to the next level a little bit in terms of just being able to ask them on a date. But since we don't do that always in our culture, we have to do it some other way, you know? So like, how do we show, how do you guys show interest? Because I'm going to give you a couple examples. Like in the world, this is super easy, right? I was at a coffee shop before COVID sitting there minding my own business, right? Some guy comes up to me, goes, hey, have I, have I um, seen you somewhere before? I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, are you sure? Like, you look really familiar. Were we at a volunteer event once or something? You know, boom, he just wants to have a conversation with me, right? Another guy comes up to me, um, hey, would you, mind, uh, would you mind watching my laptop while I go to the restroom really quick? And I said, oh, sure, of course. You know, his laptop went to Five minutes later, he's back and he's like, oh, thanks so much for watching my laptop. Hey, can I buy you a coffee? It's the least I can do to thank you. That's you a know? good one. <laughs> now, I don't know if they're interested or not, I mean, but man, smooth as vegan butter, right? I mean, even if he wasn't interested, I'd be like, wow, you know, that was nice. 
Mm-hmm. So it's so easy, you know, it's like, and, and again, it doesn't mean I could be interested or not. It doesn't mean he's interested. It just means, hey, can we like chat a little more and see if we have stuff in common, right? Like the volunteering guy. But why is that so hard in our church? And so I want to ask you guys, how do you show interest in somebody at this, in our current environment, meaning with these parameters, unfortunately, and things that we have to deal with in our culture, how do you show interest? And the only thing I want to get out of this is maybe how men and women think differently. And I know this is like basic stuff, but a lot of our audience happens to be younger. So let's just give them some ideas. I, want, I don't want it to be like this canned answer where a lot of books tell you like, well, just slide into their DMs. Okay, that's not really, and I mentioned that before. That's not how I show interest. So tell me guys, how do you show interest? Let me chart with the men again and maybe the girls, the ladies can go after. Well, I mean, I have ideas. I don't know. My own personal way is really just to make an effort to talk to them and, and try and find out who they are. And if there's similar interests and the conversation runs yeah. along smoothly, then I'm more interested to have another. But if I'm having difficulty crossing paths, mm-hmm. uh, I can give a couple suggestions. If you're trying to do it within the church environment, um, you could talk to the person who sets up the greeters and see if you can get us to greet together. And then it's a great opportunity to talk and see how they can, you know, how they interact with strangers. You have some one-on-one time in between Uh, another opportunity to do song service together or do some kind of outreach together. These are opportunities to just to see how they interact in their own real life environment without like being, you know, put on. And you have opportunities to kind of talk about things that are, are going on around you that kind of create a conversation without having to feel like you have to manufacture one. Sure. Although yeah. asking the greeters to put you, I don't know, Reed. <laughs> That's so a good, I'm taking smooth. notes. I'm taking notes. That was smooth. That was smooth. <laughs> I want to. I want to sort of bifurcate this a little bit. You know, we have local, and then we have long distance, right? And mm-hmm. I think a lot of us, we already, we already have already made up our minds about a lot of local people. So I think, and especially in COVID times, we are dealing with long distance things. And one of the one of the positives, there's positives and negatives to both sides. But one of the positives about long distance stuff is you can just like chop off a lot of this like ambiguity, nonsense, it, you know, because you can, if you're, if you're there and you're messaging each other, there's at least some interest and you can at least have a conversation. And I appreciate that. You know, there's a lot of foolishness that gets cut, cut out. Mm. Uh, but so far as when it comes to, I don't know, like, you know, there's a lot of good intention, you know, communication that kind of gets lost. I mean, there is one person I was, I was talking to one time and she's like, how come you never showed interest before? And I'm like, I did message you and you just like, didn't respond. <laughs> like, okay. You know, that was, was your way. Yeah. You and you were just like, or even like there was, there was someone I was interested in, you know, I just tried to message them and we were like friends, you, you know, and they're, it's like, maybe you're just like totally not interested and that's cool, but just, just chat, you know, like, is it really going to hurt you? Or you're just afraid, afraid to be sending signals? Like, okay, no, no, this is good. So you, you message somebody and that's cool. And sometimes people message back if they're interested. Sometimes they don't, because they may not be at that time. You know, you never know. Um, uh, So how about Drew or or Douglas? What do you guys think? Yeah, I I personally, I I don't think it's, I think people overthink this too much. It's, it's Mm -hmm. not complicated. Um, So I'm going to even from, from the guys, from a male perspective, if from my experience, I have found that women appreciate confidence, right? So if you're in person, which pre-COVID days, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm a, a new to, and I have a, have a benefit because I haven't been in California all that long, you know, so a lot of times I'm at a new place. I'm like, hey, how you doing? I, I find a smile goes a long way and um, an approachable um, body language as well, too, and just introduce yourself. You know, hey, I'm new here. You know, what is this area like? Do you go to church here? Is this your normal home, home church? And strike up a conversation. But just one word to the wise, to the ladies, too. Understand that um, when guys do this, of course, some of us are more bolder than others. Others, it takes courage to work up. But whenever someone does approach you, first of all, it's a compliment. You know, second of all, be approachable, you know, you know, sometimes you weigh the risks, you know, do I go here or X, Y, or Z? And we're going to choose the one that looks approachable, you know, so, so be approachable. And for the guys, just take the bull step and say hi. Mm-hmm. Can, I, can I piggyback off of, off of Drew? Just, I, I know we're going in order, but I just, he makes a very good point that I wanted to bring up. And that is girls have a lot of responsibility in future and, and guys hitting on them in the future. 
hitting on them, what do you want to call it? Because if a girl rejects the guy in a harsh way, the guy she's not interested in, that guy might have got that exact same experience from another girl. And now he's not as confident to approach you because he doesn't feel very, very warm and friendly when he left that conversation. If you're very nice, like, you know, oh, it's really nice of you to be interested. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged, but, you know, I just don't really, I'm not really interested this time or whatever. Just be nice about it. He'll walk away thinking that didn't, that didn't go so bad. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to try that again. I mean, as long as the guy is not creepy. Yeah. Right. Because well. I, I was going to say, <laughs> what do you mean by like approachable? Because like a smile isn't a hard thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. Being kind is not hard, right? Um, but the boldest dudes, the dudes with the most confidence are like missing a roll of teeth or <laughs> like they, you know, they only have one pant leg or like there's something going on. They're, they're like not stable um, mentally. Um, and so and I'm, I'm not saying that's any of you, but just in my experience and every color of the rainbow. So I'm talking about <laughs> all the colors. Okay. Um, just like, I'm, I'm genuinely extroverted. I'm genuinely nice. I genuinely come with a smile. Um, so, so what does that mean? One thing I would recommend real quick on, on body language, read the book, The Like Switch by an ex-FBI agent on just how to present better. I think that that book will go a long way for a lot of people. Okay, and just one comment on reading, then I want like Doug and Ben to chime in here, but um, I have mad respect for any guy that comes up and asks me out, you know, or, or at least makes an interest. And if, and if I'm not interested, he should understand that. But if I'm not interested and he's still normal with me after, even matter of respect, right? He goes off and bees weirdo bedirdo at church after. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I'm just saying you have to acknowledge that sometimes people are just not interested and sometimes they are and that's cool. They reciprocate. Um, other times, though, sometimes I think women especially too need to be more open as well. Actually, women and men, I shouldn't say that need to be more open sometimes. And this is a whole other episode we're going to do more about later about, you know, having your list, but still being open and non-negotiable. It's a whole other discussion. But I, I just wanted to mention that point that when a guy does come up to me, even if I, quote, reject them, um, I got major respect for them for trying. So yeah, what do you think, uh, Doug or Ben, Douglas? I think at this age, you know, like when I was in my earlier 20s or whatever, I think we all have this uh, idealistic version of how things are gonna go in our lives, right? Mm-hmm. And I know it was mentioned in a previous episode, but that book, I Kissed Dating Goodbye, really messed up like an generation of Christians and especially Adventists about dating. Terrible. Um, but, you know, now at this age, you know, if we're 35 and above, I mean, if we're single at this point, there's some baggage there from somewhere. Mm-hmm. It may be like check-in size or carry-on size, but there's some baggage in there somewhere. Yeah. But, you know, at this, for me, I don't have time to mess around. And oh, so I prefer the direct route. Just shoot your shot, you know, or I'll, or I'll shoot my shot. If I like someone, I'll shoot my shot. And if it doesn't work out, cool. You know, not everyone gets to be in my life. You know, I got plenty of friends. I don't need more friends. I'd like more friends, but it's not like I need more friends. So just shoot your shot and move on. And if it doesn't work out, then just cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and same thing for me. Like I've had people shoot their shot with me and it's like, I appreciate that. And again, I've never heard the weirdo bedirdo, but. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I agree with that. And I want, I want Ben to go next, but I want to I just comment on one thing though. I have heard this said, and I've seen this happen in our church where a lot of my guy friends have said, they just simply talk to a girl a couple of times, maybe at potluck or whatever, or you try to make it, or someone tries to introduce you maybe, and you do actually have a call, you know, you're talking, and maybe you have a couple calls with her, and you go, this is not a match, so you end it, or you, and not, something to end, sorry, but you just, yeah. that's it, you know, you talk to her a couple times at Pollock, and go sit her next time, I've heard g- girls that will just totally, like, he led me on, he led me on, yeah. and it works the same way too, I've, it's been the same thing, I've, I've, try to add friends i meet him at a conference adam you know try to add his friends on facebook and the guys like like blocked me or whatever and i'm like it's me i, was, and I just wanted to be friends that's how i show interest you know so anyway ben what do you think tell, tell i don't want to talk about that I, I think a lot of it depends on how and where you met like mm-hmm. i was a conference i was at a conference um in america once with um a girl the an attractive girl was on one of the stands and you only get a really short amount of chance to do it. And so I invited her to, to dinner 
to see um, what she'd be. I had to like invite her three times because she was busy with them. Like, look, everyone else is gone. There's no one here. Let's just go anyhow. So I took her from the stand and we went and we had a nice meal and I had a friend there and we were both interested in checking her out. It turned out there were some things about her that neither of us thought were uh, as super attractive as we had initially after we got to know her. And so we were just left that friend zone. It was just a time when we, um, yeah, I guess we had that, that chance we explored it she was open and available to 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 take dinner with a, a bunch of strange people that she'd just met and so it, or if everything was there that it could have worked out we it worked out that um we weren't as suited as we thought initially uh and that that was fine but that's an in-person thing where you had to you had one chance mm-hmm. um to actually find out see how you were in person because you know you're about to go thousands of miles away um i think online and, and distance creates a whole new different set of um perspective especially if you have like an internet presence or or something online where you can end up with people that you could potentially be interested in all meeting together and and making a big mess of things yeah i just want to say like at least you men are brave enough to come up to, you know, to these women and say something. And I think, I just wish there was um, a class that men could take called Game 101 for adult <laughs> men, you know? Can, can I yeah. add to that one, Toby? Uh-huh. They did, back in the, the disco days, they actually did some scientific studies in nightclubs of the guys who approached girls. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what's different about them? How did they do it? Every single time without fail during the study, the woman, by using her body language, had said to the guy, an approach to me would be acceptable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. None of these guys went cold turkey to a, a woman who was acting close to them. And that could be a, a dart of the eyes down or, what, or you know, a glance at him, a, a lingering look that's a little bit longer, but whatever. Every time she had made a contact that said an approach to me would be acceptable yeah. before the guy would approach. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's still the same or if guys are just out there trying to see try everything but i think in the church that still holds true yeah a, a guy has to know that an approach to her would be acceptable because there is a lot on the line like mm-hmm. we said before there's all you turn off all the other girls or or you know or whatever and if he makes that approach first and just gets thrown down he's not going to do it but yeah. if she said an approach will be acceptable she'll find a lot more guys approaching and some girls just naturally throw that out and have every jolly girl guy in the youth group trying to chase this one thing one girl you know and that that's trouble too so i think everybody does this differently i think that's part, part of why we're bringing this panel on right so i, I you're 100 correct and i think that a lot of times that's called drop the hanky and what that means is like you know back in the olden days right a woman would be walking by the street you know 1800s or whatever drop a hanky next to a man and keep walking. All of a sudden he'd be like, oh, oh, excuse me, miss, did you drop this? You know, <laughs> she's the one really who made the first move and then he followed suit. But like everybody does this differently, right? And I think that's what we're learning here. And I, I think I mentioned this before, just because I send you a DM and I'm talking to you, doesn't mean I'm dropping the hanky, you know? For me personally, and I want the girls to chime in here, but like for me, if I'm interested, I'm probably gonna like, if you flirt with me or tease me, then I'm gonna reciprocate and tease you back or flirt with you back. Now, I know you're thinking like, well then, wait a minute, does that mean the guy has to flirt or know how to tease or, you know, have some game? Yeah, and that, that's why I explain why I'm so single. No, just kidding. But <laughs> it's not a good way to, I'm saying, I know Tom's shaking his head, it's true. You don't always know when somebody's interested. For me, when someone's directly flirting or something, I take that as a hint that they're interested and then I reciprocate if I'm interested, you know? Um, but everyone does it differently. See, and that's why I want people to like learn from this. So go ahead. I see Esther, you're about so, to So for like a girl's perspective, you know, I, if I'm interested in somebody, like I will, um, and I think you'll, you'll, you'll only know this if you know me well, but I talk really animated when I'm around them mm. and I tend to compliment them and I'll like try to be around them. Like if I know that they're going to a certain particular event, or if I know that they're going to be at a certain place, then I'll try to be there, you know, and I'll try to be around them. Um, I'll the, conscious, also do- the conscious thought of being around them, I understand, but are you consciously complimenting them and consciously being animated? Like you're intentionally like, I want to be very animated. No, it just, it just flows out. It just okay. flows out. Honestly, okay. like I just, I just get really happy when I'm around them and I'm just like smiling and I'm like, 
you know, laughing at all of their like jokes, you know, and I'm complimenting them, you know, which is natural, uh, right? Which is natural. Yeah. You're getting yeah. And, and I'll do, and I'll try to make up excuses to text them, you know, and I'll also like do like, um, acts of service. For example, I liked a guy and it was his birthday. So I had a bunch of friends chip in money and he needed a backpack. So I, you know, bought a backpack. And so I'll just do like, try to do thoughtful things um, to kind of, you know, be have a blessing. You ever, have you ever, um, and Esther, this is to you, have you ever then like just point blank said, hey, can we go get some tea? Or, um, you know, I don't know if you, you know, drink Roma, but like, has that ever been something that you would do? No, I, what I, I, would not do that, but I would ask him to go like on a group activity. Right. That's like that's about be. as much as I can do. <laughs> okay. Okay. What'd you say, Tom? I said you can invite people over for lunch on Sabbath. Doug, isn't that how you said you show yep. if you want? Hundred <laughs> percent. If you want, if you like a guy, offer to cook for him, or have. Or if you don't cook, then buy food. Ooh. Find out what he likes and have. Food. He'll show up. Hundred percent. He'll show up. Mm -hmm. yeah. well, I'm just laughing because once I asked some guys who were Sabbath school, how should a girl show interest? And they all said, like, get him food. It's like, okay. Food. You know, um, what Ben was talking about, like, that uh, in the disco, I, it's true, like, at the nightclubs. I mean, if you want a guy to take a, you know, to pay attention to you, you have to hold some kind of eye contact. And then you smile and you kind of look away. You know, you're not going to be like, crazy staring at him smiling with a big old smile and at the same time you don't smile at everybody so that you know they're like who is she smiling at and at church you know like I laugh when girls are like well I smile that's just my personality I'm like well sister learn how to smile and kind of your smile when you're flirting has to be kind of different than your happy Sabbath smile you know it's like do something different and when you talk to I mean like for me if I if I like someone you know, when you talk, you'll touch their arm or mm -hmm. flirt a little bit or, you know, whatever it is. And it's like, it's not as difficult as, but as people make it. But just because someone messages me, I'm not going to be like, oh, this guy, he likes me because mm -hmm. he messaged me. Hey, baby, saw you on the chat today. You know, like I don't, yeah. to me, I'm like, hey, he's just being friendly. So I'll chat back. Well, yeah, I, want to take it back well, I think we have to take it. away the stigma that it's okay. Again, we've all mentioned this, but it's the idea that we can be a little more vulnerable and we can be more open to just getting to know people for who they are. And if I'm out, if I'm showing interest, it doesn't mean that I, I'm interested, interested romantically necessarily. It just means I'm interested in getting to know you more because there's something about you that I find I'm curious about. And we mm. need to take that you know, that's, that's really the thing that we have to fix, I think, in our culture, which we just don't have it right, you know. Oh, I think it's just that, you know, before it used to be, I've run into a lot of people like this before where the girls were like, oh, I'm this prize. And mm -hmm. so they guys to work his way up the mountain, right? Mm -hmm. And in order for me to get this prize, like he has to prove himself. Well, I'm telling you, most guys aren't like that, especially like 35 and up. We don't got time for that. And so, you know, Drew was asking earlier, how do you, well, he's saying, you know, for the women to be approachable, don't have RBF. That's it. Not that hard. I no. actually, I, I don't, I haven't had this happen to don't me, but I, I, don't think about it. Okay. I heard this, I heard this story from someone else that is exactly what you're describing, which to me made no sense. I didn't know it was even oh. real. And I've been in the world and I've been to church and I've experienced both. And it was like, this girl really liked this guy and he asked her out and she said, no. And he asked her out again and she said no. And I found out that she said no because he had to work for it. And I'm like, that's not, doesn't make any sense to me. And it made sense to her. And I just, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. And I'd also just add that if you're a lady and you meet somebody online that ticks all your boxes and you find them amazing, I think it probably works the reverse. Don't tell them I think you could be the one in like the first day of chatting online. No. Um, that, that really is a turnoff for a guy. Same <laughs> for girls too. <laughs> for women too. Or don't tell me that you you had a dream. Don't tell me that the Lord <laughs> told you that I was your wife. Don't tell me that I, wait, wait, this is the newest one, but that I, I present virtuous womanhood or something. <laughs> like just don't, there's a lot of things that you don't need to do. Mm -hmm. um, but I was going to say, 
as, as I'm listening to you guys, y'all are super different. Like, you guys are acting like most of the dudes that we are interacting with have an idea about flirting, right? Or have an idea about even showing, even seeing that a woman is interested. I'm, I'm gonna tell you now, or even that, that a woman is not going to shoot them down if they shoot their shot. Cause I'm one of those people, if you ask me out, I'm probably gonna go on a date. Even, mm-hmm. Let's figure it out, let's have a good time. But because they've been shot down so much, they don't even see that. Yeah. Um, and so all they see is it's either you are my wife or we don't speak. Like they don't have like a middle ground. Of yeah. There's girls like that too, just saying. Exactly. It's true. It's true. Exactly. It's well, like the question I told you before. You're asking that uh, you wish guys, you know, I hear girls say this a lot. I wish guys were more active in, in being um, confident and, and vulnerable enough to put themselves out there where some guys are just naturally good at that. And I think that that's an awesome skill that maybe they developed very quickly or they just had it built into their DNA. But for me, I mean, I grew up in the world. And so I knew early on that I was not very confident with girls. And so intention, I intentionally went up to girls with the sole purpose of getting rejected first to get over it. And secondly, just to learn from it. And eventually I got, I got used to doing that to the point where the rejection wasn't the fear. Now it was like, okay, well, what worked? And I would practice that. And I would just push the limits, which I'm not telling guys to do that now, but I would push the limits of acceptability and see what I could get away with because there's a fine line that girls are like, well, this guy is like unusually confident. How is he able to do this? I'm curious. And I just got used to doing that enough that I would be more comfortable around talking with girls. But if you're in the church, how are you ever going to practice that if you're not comfortable? Like, I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, you guys are an anomaly, I just want to say. And uh, I think we're trying to go through, yeah, we're wrapping this up here. Um, We can go a little bit longer, I guess. But I just wanted to say, I think this is the issue that in the church, it has always been a different culture in how this is dealt. So you might be going, you might be with somebody at Sabbath school or whatever for weeks in a row, and then finally develop some, you know, curiosity. What do you do at that point, right? When everybody knows your business, everybody's around and people are not thinking the way this panel is thinking, unfortunately, right? And so if anything we can learn from this is, okay, those who are watching who are like, hmm, I've never, you know, learn from our mistakes or learn from our lessons, what I want to say. And let's have this conversation more openly in this church so we can change the culture. You know, Tom, did you have something you wanted to say? I don't want to interrupt you here. There's, there's two quick things yeah. that I'd like to leave the last, mm-hmm. um, the last recommendation. One is we need to have some grace with people when it comes to relationships, because we're all going to do awkward things and we're all going to do things like, man, I wish I would have done that better. Both sides. And so when it comes to relationships, we can just all cut everybody a little bit of slack. The second thing is, I think, you know, I know there's this, there's this perception in, in Christianity, like the women feel that they, it's wrong or unholy or unspiritual to, to take the first step. Mm-hmm. That's not in the Bible. It's not in the spirit of prophecy. That's just some like weird cultural artifacts. There's, I mean, like everybody wants to talk about everything, but nobody wants to talk about Ruth, you know? It's okay to take the first step and invite people like over to lunch or like, hey, we're playing a game night. It's okay to take the first step. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, good. And so I'm, I, we're going to end this here. I want everyone to, I'm going to give you a chance to just, I know this is such a great discussion and we have more discussions coming up in the future. We're going to talk about friend zone. We're going to be talking about dating and in ministry zone. So there's going to be some good, some good episodes coming up. As we wrap this up, do you have any last words of advice for the opposite sex? I just want you to, because we've all learned a bunch of stuff here. So anybody want to chime in, give me just a quick, something you wish the, the opposite sex would know or any last bit of advice, uh, whatever soundbite you want to do. Let's, let's just, let's, let's end with that for our audience. Okay, I'll start. I would say if you're a guy, if you want to be more confident with girls, you just have to be more confident with yourself. You just got to be, you just got to appreciate who you are. And if you don't appreciate who you are, you should make the changes to really value who you are. And then you'll be more comfortable with girls because you'll be more confident with yourself. And as far as advice to girls, I would say, you know, just be, just, just recognize the amount of boldness it takes for guys to even make any effort to talk to you and just be very nice about how you respond to it. Amen. Good. Uh, um, Drew, why don't you go next? Yeah, so uh, just to piggyback off for Reed, um, for guys who have faced uh, the rejection, just remember, rejection is not a reflection of your worth. 
You were bought with a price, the price of the blood of the lamb, the son of God. So know your worth and let go of that past baggage. And then also too, um, for the ladies, uh, I'd just like to throw something out there. Um, Remember, learn the art of conversation. I can't tell you how lost that is, that so many people don't know how to carry a conversation. It's not all on the guys to do it Mm because we can get tired real quick if there's not something you have to to offer as well. So learn how to ask questions and carry a conversation. Good. Doug? I've I've got a couple of things. One is just be kind Mm -hmm. because if you shoot a, you know, if you shoot a guy down and you're mean about it, he's going to tell all his friends Mm -hmm. and it's a small community. And second thing is, yeah, you know, for the, for the women, don't be afraid to shoot your shot Mm -hmm. because guys are pretty dense. You know, you can (laughs) flirt with a guy and we have no clue. Um, but one thing I really appreciate is just like when she asked me questions about like, what are the things that you like, instead of me just doing all the conversating, um, I really appreciate when she asked me things about me and if she doesn't ask questions, it's like, all right, not everyone gets to be in my life. Just, you know, move on. Good. Yeah. And I, I think that one of the things I'd love to, to, to be able to tell the girls on it is that if we're a guy, I don't know how other ones are, but if you're actually having to make some decisions and think about it and analyze it and stuff, you're going to be trying to find out who she really is. And you're going to be, have your fake detector on pretty strong. And if she's looking back and being like, well, what sort of a wife or what sort of a girlfriend does this guy want? And she tries to become that. All that it means is, is he's not going to really get to know who you are and you're just going to waste each other's time. And if he's an intelligent guy, he'll work out a way to find out what's actually behind there. And he'll find work out a way to find out, okay, well, in that situation when she didn't think she was being observed, she treated this guy like this. That's not what I'm, what I'm chasing. That's not what I'm looking for. What we want to do and fall in love with is a person that we can know, a person that we can actually get to know who they are, what they are, what they stand for, what they actually like, what they're like in the when they think no one's watching. That's the sort of thing that we're trying to find out. And if you want a guy to chase you, a girl needs to show that, show who she actually is. Let, let him actually be able to see and then be like, actually, I like that. And, and guys and girls, both of you, sometimes people are heaps nervous around people they like. We need to make allowances for that. I mean, I've written off people before that I thought were very ditzy. Yeah. Yeah. Years and years later, work out, well, actually, there's a lot of depth to them. They're actually quite intelligent. There's, there's things there that, that could potentially have been different. I was quick to judge. They just yeah. were super nervous around me. Yeah. And so. Good. Yeah. I guess from a girl's perspective, you know, my advice would be, you know, try to connect with somebody that you're interested in um, and have conversations with them, invite them to, to do things and then show initiation. You know, there's, there's so many guys that are, I, I think, very passive and they're like very indecisive, you know, so just show initiation and also communicate. You can just say, hey, just want to get to know you. I don't know where this is going to lead, but I just wanted to spend time with you to see, you know, if we have something here and, and just be honest about where you're at. You're, you're not asking them on like, you're not asking them for their hand in marriage. You're not asking them, hey, let's start this courtship process with you. You know, like mm-hmm. you're not doing that. You know, you're just saying, hey, can, can we spend some time together? Because, you know, I really like some qualities that I've, I've, that I've observed in you. Perfect. Yeah. I, I'll just say, um, be curious and be open. A lot of times I'll hear um, men have these wild, ideas about what women should be or what women should have and it's like have you have you talked to a woman in a while um and so I guess I just to me be be open be curious even if you were um even if you know you have a a certain proclivity to a certain type of woman but um another type of woman seems like they're they're interested get to know that type of person because it might open up portions of you that you might have not ever opened because you didn't explore those kinds of options. So that's just me. Be curious and be open. Good. Uh, For me, don't think that we can read your mind. Okay. Men and women are not mind readers. So if you're not saying it, we can't, I, I can't, you know, just because you introduce yourself to me, I mean, I know you like me. Um, Don't be awkward. Don't blast your feelings on Facebook for the whole world to see 
you know, when, when you are messaging me, don't start off with, so how's the COVID situation in your hospital? It's, hi, Phoebe, how are you? You know, <laughs> and for our ladies, learn how to date. You know, if you have never had a boyfriend and you're over 35, get on an app and just learn how to date. I'm not saying that this person has to be your husband, but the more you learn how to, that uncomfortableness of meeting a stranger, sitting down with them, then that person in the church who is for you, you'll learn how to navigate that better. What makes people confused in the world and in the church is when they start doing things that they shouldn't be doing when there isn't a name for it yet. So in, in the world, they're already sleeping together. And then the question is, are we dating? So they're backwards with that. Mm -hmm. Same thing in the church. The guy hasn't even introduced you to his mom and you're already thinking that you're married because you went on, you sat with him twice at potluck. You know, so it's like, just learn how to, just learn how to date. And not everyone is your potential husband or wife. Exactly. Wonderful. And I guess the advice I would give is, uh, well, first of all, I just love everything you guys have said. I mean, I resonate with all of it. And if the audience is listening and saying, wow, these guys really have it together. It's probably because we messed up a lot in the past, right? I mean, I know I did. I can tell you three blind dates I went on that I was so nervous. In, in, in retrospect, I was like, why was I so nervous for no reason at all? You know, so I resonate with what Ben said about being crazy or whatever it may be. I messed those up. But at the same time, I want you to know, like my advice is one is rejection is God's protection, right? We've heard that. Meaning, hey, if it's not a match, it's not a match. Don't feel like it's, you know, if I'm not interested or you're not interested, it's okay, but you should still be open. And then the other thing I wanted to mention was probably for uh, just um, your own personal friends, like ladies to the ladies and to not gossip, you know? I think we, we hear about, you know, we, we were told to not gossip in the Bible. I have come to the point now where when guys in the church ask me out, I actually don't tell other girls. I'm just talking about mutual friends. I, I will tell like my best friend, you know, like I might tell you, but I don't tell anyone else. Why? Because I want to protect them in our current church culture. Unfortunately, our church culture is that way. I want to protect them. I don't want to make a big deal of it because it was just dinner. And so I just don't tell anybody where somebody asked me out or showed interest or sent me a direct message and asked me that they want, you know, if I rejected them, I just leave it at that because I don't want that to, because I do care about my brothers in Christ and I want them to find a spouse. Just because I wasn't a match doesn't mean that somebody else isn't. And as I've said in the past, if you have a friend, you can set your friend, you know, somebody up with, that's even better. You go on a date with them and you go, hmm, they're not my type, but you know what? I think they'd be good with so-and-so, my best friend or whatever. So let's just change the culture, you guys, and be more open about that. And we're going to end this episode. Um, I, I don't want to, I don't have much more to say. I think just trusting God to guide you, do what you can to change the culture in this church and pray about this, pray about how we can change this. And let's, let's have conversations about this more and do what we can to like, really let God lead in our church and not let Satan have the better hand. Okay. Thanks everybody for joining and have a wonderful day.